Hey, everybody, welcome to Joyous Eclectic. Bonus episode! episode. Well, they said bonus episode, you couldn't hear. Where we ah! usually... Goodness gracious. Twitter! Where we usually talk about the good, the bad, and the interesting in all sorts of music. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but this yeah, time, just the bad. Just the bad. Just I, kinda, yeah. Um, so, this you're hearing this as a regular episode, but this is the first of a bonus series that we're going to be doing. Starting out, it'll be intermittent, but eventually maybe we'll be able to kind of get it regular when we figure out when we can have time to record second yeah. episodes. Um, since we have well, wives we and families and so wives. much on the night that we record, actually, we can actually do other things. That's but. a very good point, but we just chit-chat away. Uh, yeah, the like three second breaks that you hear are actually thirty to thirty yeah. minutes to an hour of us talking off air, and that's the magic of editing. <laughs> so the bonus episodes, yeah. So this is a sixteen episode series called One, one Hit, Hit No Wonder. I didn't want to say it. That's okay. Oh. That was two of us. That was me and Matt. We got so that's it. no fun. Uh, so it's called One Hit No Wonder. And uh, Matt, tell them a little bit about what this is. Yes. So the idea behind this series is, and hopefully more series in the future, uh, but this one in particular, we're going to take 16 songs that were all considered, uh, well, the artists who wrote these songs were considered one-hit wonders here in the States, as we will soon find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we consider them one-hit wonders. So we're going to take two artists uh, and their their next chart topping hit their next chart plate placing hit i guess if you want to call it or just the next song that came the, yeah. the next yes. single yeah, yeah, yeah the, the next single. single uh so we're 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 going to play a little bit of their their most notable songs and then we're going to talk about the bands a little bit where they come from give you a little uh history behind them and then then we're going to listen to each of their their next most popular uh uh singles and we're going to dissect those, and we're going to pit two against each other each episode. You're going to get two this episode, and we're going to talk about them and kind of, I guess, vote at the end uh, mm-hmm. which one we find to be the the worst of the two. <laughs> so the, the goal here is to find the bad ones. Uh, so at the very end, after we go through all 16, we're going to you know do semifinals and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the, the bracket. A, a bracket. Yeah. A, a bracket. A good old regular bracket. A bracket. Ah, uh, uh, bracket. Ah, <laughs> oh, bracket. That's like a Bart Simpson yeah. quote. Or <laughs> Pretty much. I feel like or, it should be. Or Brack from uh, Space Coast. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, yes. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Space, Space Ghost was an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. That they revived for Adult Swim. I just mm-hmm. had the thought, after when, uh, so like at the end of this episode, when we pick one that wins, mm-hmm. or loses, I guess, and otherwise, <laughs> we should just always just one hit. No, no wonder. wonder. Okay. So that's, you know, that'll essentially be our, that's that'll the, be our sign off. That's the concept. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So by the end of that last episode, it'll be the conclusive one hit. No mm-hmm. wonder. Uh-huh. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. So, so that, uh, that pretty well sums up what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, well, this episode will be a bit longer than the other ones, but typically there'll be shorter episodes, like 20, 30 minutes or so. This one may be like 45 minutes just because we gave a little extra intro and uh, we'll be going a little bit more in depth in the concept of what we're doing, not mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the songs themselves. Uh, and we'll refine the process, I'm sure, as we go along. You know, we said that about the regular podcast. Yeah, and yet we're still just <laughs> we're still, we're still writing off that. No, we, we refined it. We refined it to be exactly what it is, which is long and tangential, and uh, hope, fun to do. Hopefully, fun to listen to. So, yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, I'm sure people starts, enjoy our so that's, crazy that's good it. And uh, here comes here comes our fancy one hit no wonder theme song. Here it is. Let's get going. Do it with it too. Now doing it. 
Okay. Turn it up. <laughs> Just <laughs> let it be a little bit louder. <laughs> Honestly, though, th- maybe that's the perfect use for that I song. really think it should be. <laughs> Honestly. Hey, everybody. Parker here. Uh, I just wanted to mention this isn't where I put the theme song. While I was editing, I decided to put it at the beginning instead because it just seemed like it fit better there. And we're not going to use that stupid, stupid country song. We're going to use that that one that we made instead. So I'll let you get back to your your regularly scheduled program now, even though it's uh, the unregular version of the scheduled program. Uh, have a wonderful day. I, I, it's just... Have a one. Talk to you later. Bye. And uh, so there it is. We're back from that theme song. Uh, <laughs> let's get let's get going. Um, so we've got two songs yeah. today mm-hmm. to pit against each other, and all of them we're trying to pick similar kinds of songs to start out with in the brackets. So it's you know kind of like in a basketball bracket. I guess you have East Coast and North and South, and and then you, yeah, something like that. I, I imagine. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, that's how it works. <laughs> we're we're all quite the resident basketball oh, yeah. experts here. Yeah, super so. sportsy mm-hmm. aficionados. That's Only the one. East Coast teams fight East Coast teams, and then uh, the, yeah, then the West Coast teams fight the uh, West Coast teams, yep. and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Wow! So now we know who's best if, somewhere. If New York's team Fighting and LA's team are the best ones. Then they they don't fight each other. Yeah, no, that's it. No. They just both stay the best. They might play against each other, just not fight those. They don't fight. There's no uh, fighting. <laughs> There's no fighting. So in today basketball. we've got we've got two '80s songs <laughs> that are also new, uh, have some other similarities as well. But uh, I'll just I'll get started out. Uh, guy, the Buggles. Would that have meant anything to you if I just said the Buggles? No, no, the, not at all. Dope. I never. I'm curious, I, like if I uh, if I asked any old Joe Schmo folk who you know lived through the '80s significantly, I wonder if it would. I, I don't really know because the no. song definitely. You well, know, yeah, we I know mean, what the song is, but we know what the song is even without knowing the artist. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, it was a long time. Like I knew I knew the other song we're doing a long time before I ever knew who exactly. sang it. Also, so yep. I mean, so I wonder, something. you know, in the same way, there's a lot of singles that come out today where we may be more aware of who the artist is just because we're around when it's happening. So right. we don't have just the notoriety of the song, well, but also of the artist. There's also, if you think about it, there's also the fact that, you know, the record studio does that, I, I would say more often than not, pretty intentionally. Mm. They they don't push the artist. They just push the yeah. song because the song is the cash cow, mm. not the artist. So they could care less if you remember the brand of the artist. Yeah. They just yeah. want you to know that song and buy that song and then just move on to the next thing. Yep. So so, uh, so the Buggles started in the UK in 1977. It's Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs. And they wrote the first song that, or the first music video ever on MTV, mm-hmm. which was Video Killed the Radio Star. And they wrote it along with Bruce Woolley in 1978. Three good boys. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. Just three good boys. And uh, Bruce actually released it by himself in 1979. Mm-hmm. And I have not heard that version, so I cannot attest to its quality or anything. <laughs> or actually, I'm curious. I'll listen to it later, and I'm just curious to see how similar the production is or any of that. Mm-hmm. But a couple months later, um, the so you Buggles mean to say that, this. that Bruce Willis wrote this song, and yep. then and then he and gave he was it dead to, the whole time. He was dead the whole time, so no one <laughs> even ever knew. So that's why he doesn't get the credit because he was dead the whole time. Exactly. And then the Buggle Boys came yep. in and they said, "Well, let's just." Let's just snag that. So they all that wrote, they all did write it together, but when you okay. write a song, you can I guess pick you know who. 
So all three of them are credited for writing it. All three of them are credited. Bruce just had his own release of it, and then these guys did it separately. Okay. Um, And so it charted in in the UK. Uh, So it charted number one in UK, Australia, Austria, Sweden, and Switzerland. Number two in Germany and New Zealand. And within the top 40 for the US, Italy, and the Netherlands, although in the US, it was literally number 40. So it just (laughs) barely made the cut. Uh, and since it has sold 5 million copies plus worldwide, which is quite a That's lot. pretty hefty amount. Uh, but yeah, and it was the first music video ever on MTV, and uh, which uh, it wasn't the first music video ever. Because that's actually kind of what I had thought for a while. <laughs> but it's just the first one that was on MTV at midnight one on August 1st, I think, 1981. Something like that. Was that an intentional decision by the MTV <sighs> That is a great folks? question. Or was I, it just like, hey, here's here's this one? I very much wonder that because... Well, I mean, I guess it was a pre-existing song at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was probably yeah. something that was already kind of popular and they were True. like... Eh, well, I mean, and yeah. also the fact that... You know what? Yes, it must have been because it, uh, NTV started in 1981. This song came out in 1979, as did the record, and they had other singles after that. So, I mean, I guess it is possible that the song didn't come to the States and then chart until That's crazy to think about, though, that... You know, back back in those days, people didn't have a problem with putting a three-year-old song, uh, you know, yep. out in the mainstream. Whereas now, a song that's three years old is ancient, right? Like, <laughs> yep. It's also, I mean, this one specifically, though, it is thematic for it to be the first one because it's True. video killed the radio yeah. star. Like it's about that, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so like you know, there's, uh, it's a little Kinda bit meta or whatever. I would argue it's probably intentional. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so let's go ahead and so in case you haven't heard the song before or you have heard it but the name doesn't ring a bell which this one it should because it's the main lyrics uh we're gonna play just uh just the chorus from that song so you can get a good idea of what it was and then we'll keep on going What's interesting is that I I would have never thought that the but the Buggle Boys wrote this because there's very clearly a female vocalist mm. in there and I don't know who that is. I just would have assumed that this was a band akin to to Blondie or something like that. Interesting. Like I, where I, like the guys are maybe more in the background right. and the girl is the main. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I never thought. Oh, this is a band made up of two fellas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, for for their only known song and they got a female lead vocalist. It's like. Yep. Well, yeah. It's definitely is, not yeah, Bruce Willis. And I do, I mean, it's it's hard to identify Bruce Willis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's hard to identify what makes a song a hit or whatever. Like, there's there's some elements that definitely play into that. Some good hooks, obviously, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, I'm, it's curious what does it for this one. But, I mean, it was a hit, so mm-hmm. there's that. I don't know. I could try to elaborate and try to figure it out. But um, So, and what we're doing, I, I think we, yeah, we mentioned this before. We're going to go with the next single that came out for all of these bands after their big hit, just for quality's sake, so that we're not, you know, picking and choosing their worst one or their best <laughs> one or something like that, because that's just a song like eight years later. That yeah. was their fifth single well, they released. I mean, you could do that terrible. with literally anybody. There was, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say what artist it is, because it'll come up in another one, but there was, when we 
were starting to go through this and Matt and I were thinking about these songs. Um, there was one that Matt had picked that he was like, well, this one seems like it was a song of his, but it's not very popular. And it's because he's an 80s artist and this song was from like last year. Yeah, yeah. And, I didn't realize that. And, you know, I, just whatever. That you wouldn't know, have been a fair comparison. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow, this has a lot of modern qualities to it. Uh, but yeah, so exactly. So uh, yeah, their next single was called Living in the Plastic Age. Uh, and also this song, both of these songs were on the album, uh, The Age of Plastic. And that came out in 1980, which just a little bit later. It did not chart in nearly any, of, nearly as many of the countries as the other one did. Uh, but it got number 29 in Germany and the Netherlands and number 16 in the UK. So it's still like had a little bit of popularity it's still a big there. Deal. Yeah. I, can, I, I can understand why it got popular in Germany, actually. Like, yeah. Mm. Having listened to it, it it like keeps going towards that electronic-y kind of feel, uh-huh. or like really synth-heavy kind of stuff. And man, Germany also, just loves it. I'm now. curious <laughs> with the radio. You know, like it's pretty cutthroat. I feel like radio-wise here, and I I wonder if in other countries there's just and I having lived in France and Belgium, I feel like this is true. Where there's just more longevity to where it's like, you know, we we as a country really liked this song. Or this artist for this song, like let's give him right. more of a chance. And so, like the radios themselves, I feel like would give more of a chance to some of those things. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, in the UK, the the band's British, so like yeah. you know, obviously yeah. there's going to be more there. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of that. And also, if they they would have toured a lot more around there, so I wonder how this would have compared to an American artist if they would mm-hmm. have even more. But having looked up some of the other one hit wonders, it does seem like there was some that it's an American artist. They're a one hit wonder here, but still charted more. Often than in other countries afterwards than it did here, which is yeah. interesting. Um, sorry, that was a lot of tangents. And so yeah, let's go ahead and listen to this song as well. And uh, we'll actually, it's it's we're gonna go just the for all of these, we're gonna go intro through chorus. So it's like what you would have heard on the radio, pretty much, and whether or not you would have turned it off. And we'll probably talk over it some as well, just just because we will. So here goes. And again, the song it's called "Living in the Plot." In the plastic age. age. And it has a very long just sound intro. And like, again, I wonder if this was on the radio or not, or if this is just for the music video or the album cut. If this was on the radio, I just can't. I just can't imagine it doing well. Yeah, I mean, because people would just be like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. They would have thought, I, I don't know, I feel like if I was in the 80s and I put this on in my car, I would have thought, my radio is broken, yeah. or there's something weird going on. Like, and I'm, I would imagine they were smarter than that to realize, <laughs> you would to probably, start yeah. it right around would, here. Well, even, oh, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if they weren't, I would bet that whatever DJ was about to yeah, put yeah. it on would like, like splice it in a little bit. Here's later, the new Buggles that. single, Living in the Plastic Age, only on KX164. <laughs> Here's the song. It's gonna start now, and then the, and then it would lead into this. It's very bouncy. It, yeah, okay, this is yes. super Germany, and it reminds no, me of like yeah. like fake robot stuff. Mm, yes, yeah. It it just is. It sounds really soundtracky to me. Like if this was on some goofy like 80s movie robot chase kind of yep. thing it would feel totally in the right spot and like this fits i think i, b- I believe this song came out after mr Roboto. this song feels like a direct Here comes chorus and this like this section almost makes up for the rest of the song like the rest of the song yeah, i feel like is like oh, too really much for catchy. me 
Well, yeah, it, going from that staccato vocal to an actual melodic vocal. Yep. E- even that is a nice break that might make it more interesting. Yeah. Oh, so like that whole say. that whole chorus section up until right there. I enjoy, and then it goes back into the, you know, I totally, uh, I, I would not believe that this is the same band yeah, that did no. Video Kill the Radio Star. Not at all. at all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think your point, having the female vocalist in there for that other one, and I had her name pulled up at some point, but I don't, I don't know I don't what it is anymore. Uh, that definitely helped them for that other song. I feel like and hurt them now only because just band recognition among mm-hmm. other things sure. yeah. yeah no i mean like, you just you, you wouldn't hear that on the radio and think like oh yeah that's that band that did video killed the radio star yeah. like it right. doesn't sound anything like it yeah so uh I'll, especially being on the same album yeah yeah exactly weird and it's it's definitely an album cut to me i feel yeah. like you know i don't know it's uh so let me I'll, i guess i'll tell the rest of the the band history and then we'll move it you know, we'll actually talk about these and pit them against each other more towards the end. But, uh, yeah, so this band, the Buggles lived next to, or had a practice space next to the band. Yes. Which again, listening to this song, when it got to that course, especially, I was like, that reminds me of yes. And for good reasons, because they actually, uh, there's a better word when like things come together, whatever. doesn't matter. Yeah. Collaborate. Yeah. They collaborated a lot with yes. And then eventually they actually became, or joined yes before yes broke up in 1981. And then yes came back together in 1983 with neither of these guys. Although one of them was actually the producer for them for like seven years or so. Probably Trevor Horn. Uh, yeah, probably so. And yes, you're right. And more recently, the other guy, uh, Jeff Downs, mm-hmm. has been in the band since 2010. So since Yes's reunion. Um, but I think that was uh, kind of tied into this band breaking up. Like they had about 10 singles that didn't do super well after Video mm-hmm. Killed the Radio Star. And then they broke up to join Yes and do other projects and whatever. So I, I do wonder how they're how their time would have panned out if it weren't for that. Hmm. Uh, and they've had some reunion shows and stuff like that. But for the most part, they were done after Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. So that's well, that's about it on the... Would you say that that video killed the the Buggle Boys? <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, well, a couple, a couple things on that music video, too. So we were talking earlier. Uh, Hans Zimmer is in that yeah, music video randomly for like no he reason. He didn't do anything Hans on the Zimmer, record. Hans Zimmer, notable composer of the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> only that. Nothing else. Nothing else. No, yeah. Yeah, so... But the, the music video was, you know, huge. And it mm-hmm. was... It, I think it aired for the first time around the same time as the song in 1979, but just in the UK, not yeah. in mm-hmm. the States. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting that, like, if MTV were just a channel that didn't do that well and there was a different one, like, this wouldn't... I wonder how much less pop... Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just curious. You know, alternate history and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's talk about... Yeah. The other ones. So the second song that uh, we're going to talk about is by a little band called Aha. That's A hyphen Ha. Which, in in hindsight, like, how do you get away with naming your band Aha? How That's do you do well, that? Question. You you start a band really early before like the internet is a thing. And That's then, true. Yeah. I don't know. It seems very Mimi. Uh, Who's Mimi? I did not make this Mimi. This is not my Mimi. Uh, so, uh, Aha is is from Oslo, Norway. Good old Norway. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you asked me to point out Norway on a map, it's one of the few countries that I couldn't. It's, it's, it's one of the many countries it's one of the that ones I couldn't. It kind of looks like a penis up above Nor- <laughs> up above Europe. Do it. I thought that was Sweden. 
there's uh, Sweden, Sweden, Finland, also Finland. Kind of they're Oh, they're they're like the three that kind yes, of like the long. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's Norway. That's a geography lesson for all you kids out there. <laughs> I mean, every country, Your if you look at me slash geography lesson. Every country, if you look at it right, it could look like a Yeah, I, I mean, Europe kind of does too, but it looks like it should go to the doctor and get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, America looks like uh, looks like God's country. A big Except old for Florida. Butt. Except, Except for, for Florida. Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah, so AHA is from Oslo, Norway. It was founded in 1982 by the three founding members and still members to this day. I don't know if they've dismembered. Some, they haven't dismembered. They were just like on a long hiatus. <laughs> you know, they, dismembered they means they lost dismembered. limbs. <laughs> they, have not, they have not dismembered uh, anybody. And they themselves all have all their all limbs. All of their limbs. Um, some of them extra ones. <laughs> they, got, they got just some arms sewn on for fun and the whole chernobyl thing really had an effect on they made a they made a lot of money and they they just thought you know what can we do with all this money I extra, know. Arms. extra arms extra arms triple guitar Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so uh the three founding members were morton harkett who is the lead singer slash guitarist uh Ma- mm, magna Magne Magna Carta Magna Carta <laughs> can, can we just say his name Magna Carta yeah it's Magna Furu Holman who uh, played keys and guitar and Paul Waktar Waktar and I'm gonna spell that because I know I'm getting it wrong uh, W-A-A-K-T-A-A-R four A's that's right four That's A's Paul Waktar Savoy is his name and he plays guitar and their debut album uh, was released in 1983 and topped the charts in Norway at in 1985. It's called Hunting High and Low. And uh, that, that album produced two number one singles. One of them was a very, very famous song that you've probably heard of. It's called Take On Me, which had another very, very That's popular goes, music video. Take on me, everybody. You should take on me. Yep. Oh, take on, take on me. Yeah. Got it. Cool. I, I like that you actually did the falsetto there, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't want to stray too far from no, the, no, the yeah, real it's song. It's got to be kind of a reference. Uh, but yeah, obviously, the song Take On Me was their most popular uh, hit and probably remains that to this day. But over here in the States, that was the only song that we really know by them. They, they had another song, which we will talk about. It's called The Sun Always Shines on TV. And that was also a number one uh, chart topper not here in the states but pretty much in the rest of the world in norway in the uk in germany in all the big places so uh, some fun facts about aha that i did not know and when i was reading them i went aha uh i'll show myself out so the band has released 10 studio albums and every single one of them has managed to hit the charts in some way or another in in Norway and to this day the band continues to remain popular in Europe in fact so popular that three years ago now this was in Rio de Janeiro which is not in Europe but three years ago the band did a uh, Rock in Rio concert which is a big festival that they do in, in Rio de Janeiro I think every year uh, the band actually got placed in the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest concert attendance ever and that was in 2015, three years ago, and they attracted 198,000 people. Holy moly, that that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Uh, so, so that that I'm sure that was a really fun show. I just really can't even imagine being in a crowd like that and thinking mm-hmm. like, I'm never gonna get to leave here. No, because once they finish playing, there's going to be a mass exodus, if you're like, and I'm just going to die here. Especially the people that are like just <laughs> ten rows back in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, yeah. 
you basically just live there now. I mean, yep. think about it this way. There's three of us in this room. Now mm-hmm. multiply that to get 198,000 people. And, and put them th- all in this, think room. About, in this room. <laughs> and then think about how many people 198,000 people is. That's that's 198,000 people. <laughs> that is so many so, people. So, again, uh, yeah, the band was, was placed in the all you math was uh, Yep. <laughs> Man, we got everything on this show. We got geography. We got anatomy. We got math. Um, we got history, obviously. Obviously. Can we do some physics next? Yeah. Uh, bands plus bands equals chemistry bands. If each one of us was actually 66,000 people, that's how many people would be in this Whoa. Room. Whoa. I'm, I could be 66,000 people. Yeah, sure. You don't know me. You could be I mean, if you it's want. like a big pile of babies, probably. <laughs> if it's a What? How small don't do you think, think babies are? Mm, I've seen some small babies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've also seen some uh, chunky babies, but they're they're not like piled up laying. They're just like standing on each other, holding each other's. Yeah, like, they're like in a trench coat, in a trench coat, <laughs> trying to get into a movie. <laughs> well, what a tall man to get into a movie! <laughs> is all, where did you even find a trench coat that big? <laughs> Anyways, oh, wow, man. the band is in the Guinness Book of World Records twice. <laughs> cool. One for the largest concert <laughs> and also for the tallest trench coat ever seen. <laughs> for <the> most, <laughs> also for the most babies stacked on top of each other. Wow. Okay, uh, so uh, Morton Harkett, the lead singer, also holds the world record for longest live note ever sung, which is 20.2 seconds uh, on the song Summer Moved On, which mm-hmm. you're not going to hear. So nope. uh, if you, you want to go hear the live version you're of it. You're never going to hear go it. Go ahead. Ever. Well, no, that's not true. It's You can't even look it up and find it. It's mm-hmm. impossible for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Guinness, Guinness <laughs> owns that song now. You can only listen to it if you op- if you open up to that page in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yep. it's actually like one of those <gasps> birthday cards, <laughs> and that's the only way that you can hear the song now. Or if you drink to the bottom of twelve cups of Guinness by the twelfth one, it'll be it'll just be there at the bottom. Yep, that's sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> which is what they call. That's what they call their units of measurement in Ireland. Where Guinness is, like, cup of Guinness over here, lad. <laughs> that cup of Guinness. A beverage of Guinness, please. May I have one? Okay, so uh, let's play a little bit of Take On Me. frequency for that that's <laughs> yeah or tom or whatever man that's great mm. uh so yeah what a fun song it is a yeah. fun I, song. i was thinking too listening to it that um the part where it goes to halftime towards the end of the chorus mm-hmm. on that last whatever little section or whatever it's just man it's groovy and it's i feel like that you know among lots of other things in there that definitely helps sell that song mm-hmm. where it's like and then 
That bit yeah. right there is so like, good. oh yeah, that's good. It's groovy, that's good groovy, 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 groovy. That song is just built on yeah, hooks. So, so they had that song, and that's great and all. But then <laughs> yeah. what? But then they also have then more they songs. had even more popular they songs. Had more songs <laughs> that were even more popular. That was than that crazy. One. And just we all forgot about this one. So for like pretty much all throughout the '80s and the '90s, continued to remain a very popular like staple band in Norway and in Europe and a lot of parts of the world. We just kind of forgot about them over here, and I don't really know why uh i've listened to doing research i did listen to some of their other songs i didn't listen to the one that we're gonna play but i i i listened to a, like just little snippets of them here and there and i mean they sound good they well, sound like a, a like a typical 80s like pop band i guess but they're not bad songs at all and i just wonder like why we forgot about them well over it's here. so interesting too because it, it's not like we forgot about that song right like the right. video for that is a pop culture kind yes. of phenomenon like it gets referenced fairly frequently and yep. not just like now like it did kind of the whole time you know the the really line arty like illustration video gets yeah. referenced in other media and so it's not yeah. like we're just like oh who was that yeah mm-hmm. oh if i you, can't believe if we you haven't seen the music uh-huh. video no, i mean like you have like yeah. you've definitely seen this video in some form or another because it's if, been on if everything not the actual video then you've seen something referenced yeah it probably. exactly i mean i know they did one in family guy back in like the mid 2000s <laughs> yes <laughs> but anyway mm. But yeah, know. so uh, that that's their most popular song. But we're going to talk about another song of theirs called "The Sun Always Shines on TV," mm-hmm. and I have not heard this one, so I'm very very excited about it. Mm-hmm. I'm Here gonna it goes, it. and we'll uh, we'll talk over it again probably. <laughs> So this song already is a lot slower. Oh, like, yes. I can... Yeah. Well, and there's actually real instruments. <laughs> True. <laughs> Ooh. There's that sexy reverb. I, again, I wonder... So having listened to the song, it gets more a beat later. I wonder sure. if this section would have been on the radio, too. Probably. Arguably. I would, I, would I would hope so. I mean, if this is like the first verse of the song, and it's a building song. But that's just it, is how often do, like, building songs... It's usually got to be pretty immediate. Yeah. Yeah, because so far, like, nothing would really pull you in. (laughs) Well, that's that's a a little dissonance there. Where are we going? Where are we going? I feel like I'm playing Castlevania. (laughs) Arguably, I don't think it should have. That whole section, I don't think it should have done. I kind of dig this though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah no like. Okay so I think this is a really good example. Okay with both of the last two songs, the second songs are okay. The, the first song was a little like maybe not great. This one I can dig on this pretty hard. Yeah. But. Oh that's not right there. It's not as radio friendly. Right. Because the right. intro being like totally different yeah. and then this weird big dissonant build into this. I can get down with that because I like long songs that build places. But like you're saying, that stuff's not super great. Yeah, because for your average listener, they don't want to hear that build. They want to get to this part. They want to get yeah. to the good part. And they like, we just don't have the in general as a society, as a culture, we don't have the patience to sit there yep. and listen. For also, that we were talking audience. over it, but that last little bit, it goes. It has. It's fun. There's yeah. just a little section right there. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And I feel like if there, and I'd be curious to compare this to other album or artist that did make it Mm -hmm. a song like that can make it on the radio but i think it does need to have like people to know oh this is that band i know i really like yes so like if this was their third or fourth single or like you know like 
typically one album will have well back back in those days one album it seems like had like six singles which is yeah. so many to right. go on the radio whereas now it's typically three would mm-hmm. be about yeah, average just lasted longer exactly yeah and so I wonder if, uh, yeah, just comparing this to another 80s band that, you know, did make it or whatever in a, it, within a similar genre, if, not that they didn't make it, obviously, they're super popular, but within the, within the States, at least, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that market, yeah. if their second single had been more upbeat or regular, quote-unquote, um, attention-grabbing from the beginning, if they would have gotten away with this one as their third one, as it kind of slacked down and then come back on the next one or well, something like hmm. that. Yeah. And I wonder too, like if this song had been <clears throat> maybe on a different kind of radio station, like if, if mm. we're just talking about like pop hits essentially, True. yeah, this song's not going to do super well. Mm-hmm. But if you like if now, if you listen yeah. to classic rock songs in general, yep. Or classic rock radio, or something like that. This doesn't feel that out of place, right? Like you know, yeah. you have you have songs like Boston's Foreplay Long Time" or whatever mm-hmm. that will play in its entirety on the radio, and it's like, okay, this like has a build and it goes somewhere that's really weird, and this is a different song. Yeah. I could see this kind of being in a similar, not the like instrumental prowess mm-hmm. that Boston has necessarily, but like. Yep. I mean, well, here's the that's thing, still though. A cool song. I feel I like know. there's been a resurgence in the the respect for a long song like yeah. Foreplay, right? Where in a way that maybe back in the '70s when that song was first playing on the radio, people spoke over it. The DJ, you know, skips yeah. a certain amount because it was all about the the hit. You know, you want people to get the hit, and then you want to move on. Like that's that was the whole point of a radio station is yeah. if it, it. That's why songs are three minutes. Why, why hit songs are between three and four minutes is because you're not you don't want to take up more time than that because mm-hmm. it's not going to get radio play whereas now we've gained we as as like the the folks have gotten older who listen to classic rock radio and stuff they have grown to respect the you know well we need to play the entirety of stairway like we can't just we can't skip the opening guitar (laughs) because that's important you know we need to play the entirety of foreplay and then a song like this yeah but this song just probably missed the boat it probably just missed that time where it wasn't getting radio play in the states and maybe if it had back then then it would be more of a classic rock staple or a classic 80s pop staple but i would even argue that most 80s pop music doesn't get that much radio play anymore i mean the hair metal does the the more the more rock side of things like guitar driven stuff yeah absolutely but But like pop 80s stuff not so much yeah yeah, aside from the massive hits right yeah, so all very interesting, and uh, I would be interested for us to pit these against each other. Before we do that, a uh, quick honorable mention. We have a quick honorable mention. Yeah, so every episode we'll try to get one that's uh, probably related, but just didn't make the cut, probably because the band's... Uh, maintained too much success, or like wasn't... Sure. So, and this one too, actually... Arguably, this last one, similar case, mm-hmm. but every list of t- like top one hit wonders you go to, this song is on it because it's That's remembered really as a one hit, yeah. hit wonder, mm-hmm. f- just because it is or whatever. Even yeah. though obviously they did fine in their day, mm-hmm. just not yeah. specifically in the states. Yeah. Um, whereas, so and then Chad's going to tell yeah. us about this other one. So the very last one is a band called Frankie Goes to Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I had actually never heard of this before. Hmm. I, before I, today? Mm, well, no, before you told me to the yeah, band. look it up. Yeah. Or yeah, no, I had never heard of the band, had never heard this song or anything mm. about it. So that was really interesting. Wow. Uh, Wait, you've never heard this song either? Mm-mm. No, I had have never heard Have you never seen Zoolander? Before. I actually have never seen Zoolander in oh. its entirety. I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces okay. of it. And like I know the, the memorable parts, yep. but I, I've never actually like just sat down mm. and watched the movie. 
Um, but yeah, this is their song "Relax," which mm. did reach number one in the UK. Uh, it was their very first single they ever put out, and it was put out in 1983. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had kind of a, a fairly slow lead up to being number one. It didn't actually hit there until like uh, early 1984. Um, and it did kind of a similar thing in the States. It didn't get released in the States until 1984, and it debuted at, like, 67 on the chart. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the chart even went that low. Uh, <laughs> but uh, over time, it, it, by, like, 1985, it had reached around number 10, okay. and that's really as high as it got. Hmm. Um, and it, interestingly enough, this song was actually banned from radio play in the UK for about a year after it came out. Really? Because if, and man, when I listened to the song, it was like, dang. Oh yeah, it's hey, pretty obvious. This why is very it was overtly sexual. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, like very, very oh sexual. Yes. And uh, mothers hide your children. Yeah, <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. Not only well, and it wasn't just all radio play in the UK. It was specifically BBC radio play. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were very not okay with it, and part of it too is because it was very. So, like, the main two guys were pretty openly homosexual, and that was just not okay at the time. Okay, yeah. Uh, And so it it was pretty on the DL. Interestingly enough about the song, too, Trevor Horn actually wrote and played most of it. Really? Wow. So the band Frankie Goes to Hollywood had this song, and they had written it, and they went into the studio to play it, and, man, Trevor Horn just steamrolled them. And, in a good way or a bad well, way? <laughs> I mean, he made it a hit. Like he yeah. he made it a number one UK hit, and I mean, you can't really argue with that necessarily. But by the end of them recording the song, nobody on the original band, other than the singer, is actually on the recording. Wow! wow. Uh, actually, members of Yes played some instruments on it, nice. and Trevor Horn produced it and played a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, did all these guys just like live in the same neighborhood? And- <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, really, like Yes really got around. There yeah. for a little and bit, it also, I, I mean, that makes sense why that other song sounded like Yes with Trevor mm-hmm. Horn being their producer for a while, because yeah. like it's it's not even the song and. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. just that's funny. It's just really funny. Um, but I mean, even just the recording of this one song when they finally got it done and stopped being crazy about it, yeah, because uh, it took a while. They had ended up spending like seventy-seven thousand pounds in studio time alone, yeah, um, mm. which is pretty absurd. Yeah, but yeah, so this song was kind of crazy. Anyways, yep. the next song that came out for them was a song called Two Tribes that came out from the same album about a year later. Uh, and it actually did hit number one as well in the UK. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it did very well and actually caused Relax to surge back up to number two <laughs> nice. while Two Tribes was not number one. Wow. Which wow. is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but it, it only did like, I think it, the highest it got was like 45-ish okay. on, in the US or something like that. But interestingly, this band held a record for a long time in the uk for being the only band to have three songs come out and all three of them hit number one in the uk wow did all three of their songs did super well and that that record lasted until the spice girls came out wow. and, and had six singles come out and hit number one and man they, so they, they i love that. it is like, that sequential like the record is yeah. okay gotcha yeah not just like they have three singles yeah, right. like, like, yeah. their first three came out all hit number one yep. and then the spice girls came out and like all six yep. of their first songs oh just hit number one, mm. uh, which was just kind of crazy. And actually, Buck Wild, as some may say, Buck Wild, yeah, <laughs> as I've been known to say a few times. Uh, um, but yeah, no, Frankie Goes to Hollywood had a lot of controversy around the time. Like even they they sort of fostered it a little bit, trying to keep up because I mean that, that yeah. kind of sells and whatnot. And uh, mm-hmm. they they vehemently 
denounced or not denounced uh tried to say that the relax wasn't about sex that it wasn't oh, like this thing uh-huh. and they kept saying it kept saying it and yeah it wasn't until like years later they were like yeah it's pretty much about shagging <laughs> like and when you listen to it it's like yeah that's about sex well, that's crazy though it's crazy that a song like that would lead to controversy when literally every but that's the thing is like yeah. every song has to deal with sex in some way yeah. but it's just about how you how you mask it how oh, you no, write the metaphors yeah. this yeah. song doesn't do that it's not metaphor that. it's no. just like oh no. relax yeah. man well yeah. let's listen to yeah. a bit of it in case anybody has have you heard it now yeah okay. I, I listened to it when you told me to oh yeah, yeah that's because you said because like, it, yep. it was I, yeah, I just listened to it once. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, man, alive. It's, it's so, and I actually, you know, it's funny. I probably do know this song from Zoolander mm, yeah. uh, originally, I guess, because, and in that, in that movie, there's some like lore, quote unquote, behind it too, where this one member of the band was, um, was in the band and left like right before this song happened and therefore like you know is all bitter about life yeah. and things like that blah blah it's kind of just some background stuff which is not which no. is fictional yeah, entirely well, yeah but just very fun yeah so uh yeah here goes the, the relax Yeah, and and to like layer the controversy onto it, they actually had three different music videos for this song uh-huh. because the original one was just like all shots of like a BDSM kind of gay oh, club. Oh no! And the BBC was like, no, not at all, hundred <laughs> percent, no way. So they came out with another one that was just like the band dancing with like lasers and stuff going on, yeah. and it's really funny too because there's like shots of the bass player just like slapping the bass really hard because it's just that like, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, and it it just looks really funny. That's really but, great. Yeah, and I think there was one other one that was like another live action shot but it was from a movie yeah yeah it's hmm. really goofy in retrospect arguably maybe they should have been one of the ones on here but i, I guess their hit wasn't as, especially if you they, hadn't they heard don't it. really fit right. yeah yeah I, right. I had never heard in, heard of it at all and i mean like outside of the u.s yeah they were actually pretty big yeah like and, and they've so got a bunch more gold records some success or like their stuff. their next album still had like yeah. at least a one number one hit on it i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. and so like they they didn't just have one hit right. outside of the US. Which again, right, it's right. honest again, aha maybe shouldn't belong on the list for the same reason. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. again, with them being like, you know, iconic for being a one hit wonder, quote unquote, again, even though they kind of well, are. And even that, to Aha's credit, Aha had a number one hit in the U- US. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Frankie Goes to Hollywood did not. That's they, true. they never had yeah, a true. number one hit in the U.S. It was yeah. like the highest they got. Was I think you 10. should you should qualify as a one hit wonder when if I go on your Spotify and the top four <laughs> songs are just different edits of that yeah, one song, right? You're a one hit wonder. Yep, <laughs> for sure. Or and if that's the what t- if the top one like there was one of these for I don't remember which artist it is. Top song had like 163 million plays. The next song had like seventy thousand. Yeah. Right. Like, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, let's uh, to to close out this first bracket. Yeah. Let's uh, let's kind of discuss for a second and then give our judgments between 
between yeah. Aha so and The Buggles. The Buggles, right off the bat. Well, both of these songs are rather slow. I, I'd say that they're kind they're, of building And they're around songs. the same exact length. Five minutes and like 12 mm. seconds versus five, ten. So I, for, I really need to know how we're qualifying who's going to move on. Is it the one we like less or the one we like more? It's the one that's, I really need to know. The one that's <laughs> least surprising that they were a one-hit wonder in the sense that we like it. We Like, we understand why it just didn't make it yeah, at yeah, the time. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the one that we like more or the one that we can see having made it more you know it's it's kind of subjective in that sense well yeah if you put if you want to put yourself in today's shoes versus the shoes back then yeah um but essentially yeah the one that that we're least surprised by go ahead i think i'm least surprised by video killed the radio star Hmm. i i part of it's because i i just really like take on me i think i think it's a really fun song yeah. and, and the and like, song that came after it like yeah, listening like, to that song, i actually mm-hmm. liked the second song too i yeah. i would listen to that now yep um mm-hmm. the second no like uh i keep wanting to say tv on the radio that is yeah. not yeah. The band yeah. who played that song. Uh, the, uh, the second buggle song like yep. I, I, it sounds like a cheesy robot chase thing and yep. it just doesn't do it for me i liked and, the chorus of it and that was yeah. about it and like i don't think somebody would have given it the chance to get to the chorus yeah. and the fact that it doesn't sound anything like the buggles yeah. like or, it, well it doesn't sound like the buggles it's not the buggles them. that i know and love <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that band yes. that I totally knew the name of before we started oh, recording. I yeah, go for it, Matt. Well, I just I don't know. I I I definitely don't disagree, but I do. There's something about the. I guess I'm thinking of it from from an '80s perspective. Mm-hmm. And if I'm listening to both of those songs in the '80s, the one that I'm naturally going to be more attracted to is the Buggle song. Hmm. I interesting. I that that second that second most played and probably Video Kill the Radio Star because. And maybe this is just because Take On Me is so played out in my mind. It's a great song. It is. It's a yeah. great song. I'm not taking that away from it. It deserves all the respect and the popularity that it has. But it's one of those songs that if I never heard it again, I'd be okay. I, mm. I would just be all right. Whereas Video Kill the Radio Star, I haven't heard that one nearly as much. So, I mean, I've heard it. Yeah. And it's not like on a playlist of mine. But if I'm to hear that one again... There's still something new that I can find in it, I guess. I don't know. Part of what I'll say about probably why I like Take On Me so much more is because Video Killed the Radio Star sounds a lot like a jingle to me. Mm. Like it, it That's sounds, true. It, it sounds like a commercial. Less like a, yeah. like an actual yeah. song that you... It's a product. Yeah, I, I, yeah I no, 100%. It sounds like a product. I, yeah. I think it sounds like a product that somebody was trying to sell, and that's, yeah. that's fine. Like I'm, I'm in support of people making money and everything, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it doesn't sound like a song that is enjoyable to me. I just, and I love the synth hook of yeah, Take yeah, On Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's, it's a good little hook. So just out of curiosity, what what would be your votes right now? Because we've uh, got for to which move way? on. Uh, yeah, to move on as in No Wonder. Yeah. So yours would be Mine's The Bubbles. Killed the Radio Star. Okay. Yeah. And would yours be Aha? Uh-huh? Mm, mm. Yes. Okay, just for the hot. sake of controversy. Yeah, for the sake of controversy. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, so here, let me let me give my thoughts uh, as the tiebreaker that I get to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, aha, both of them are long. Uh, so that's a thing for sure. And I am curious, you know, with the mindset, what it would be at the time. And it's hard to put myself in those shoes. And you're right. I think the Buggles one is more upbeat during a lot of it, besides the course and stuff. I also think it's more disjointed. Uh, True. In a lot of ways, and so I think it it doesn't have. I don't know if that's points for it or against <laughs> it, but probably against it. I would think, in my view, um, and arguably, th- the um, 
Yeah, <laughs> arguably the Aha song also is fairly like the intro. That long build into the yeah, second yeah. verse or whatever, a second chorus or whatever it is, is like man, that's that's long. That, however, I think is more just a poor decision of what would be a hit in that sense mm-hmm. rather than actually being bad like i i enjoyed that but i can imagine it just being like a little too much for the radio yeah. mm-hmm. all that to say i i'm gonna have to side with the buggles move on that okay. yeah i feel like theirs was a much less quality song compared to yeah, the totally. other one uh at mm-hmm. the time as well and i think the played outness of take on me even though it may be true now compared to Video Killed the Radio Star, I don't think at the time that would have been the case. Honestly, I feel like Video Killed the Radio Star, because it was the first music video on MTV and all that kind of stuff, made might have gotten more played out comparatively because it's mm-hmm. more gimmicky rather Absolutely. than actually yeah. that kind of thing. So, I'd be curious yeah. to see like how long each of those songs were number so, one. So, yes, just, me too. Just for the curiosity of like, okay, how long did this really like sustain success? Yeah. Yep. So, all right, that's the first one. So, so which, the Buggles, so, so, yeah, one the buggles hit. Are moving forward. No, no wonder. wonder. Right. <laughs> Good deal. All right, well, that's the end for this episode. Uh, join us next week. Mm-hmm. Or uh, not next week. I don't know when the next yeah, one's going to be. amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, next week we'll have a regular old episode at a regular ske- scheduled time on Wednesday On PBS. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, the, the bonus episode, we'll, we'll keep going if you guys like these. I mean, we'll keep going regardless because it's fun, I guess. But yeah. we'll just have to see when we're able to record them. Totally. And we'll go from there. Yeah. All righty, guys. Any last words? Glorfindel. Uh, What's that? Glorfindel. Glorfindel. Uh, Chlorophyll. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, word that I decided. Shout out to my boy Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tight. Because you're a one hit wonder. It's one hit and you're gonna wait. One hit, no wonder. <laughs>